This is a special live unfiltered. things have happened, Eamon, while I have you here, and I'm just learning of one of them. I learned earlier that Facebook has removed the president's video, the one that aired was aired here and then stopped. And now, Axios just reported that the president's tweets have been removed. Uh, that's never happened. They, they've been, to, to my memory anyway, they've been flagged. And you, you remember the, the flag is usually this, this matter is in dispute. It just informs the reader that this matter's in dispute. But now, that most recent video from a couple of hours ago, it says this claim of election fraud is disputed and this tweet can't be replied to, retweeted, or liked due to, and then you have to click through, and of course it won't let me click through. And other tweets have been removed today. We're, 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 we're in a new place, Eamon. Uh, it, it's, I'm not sure what it is, but it's yeah. new. Yeah, I've asked Twitter's spokesperson for a comment on that to figure out exactly what Twitter's policy is going forward. There are people now who are urging Twitter to simply delete the president's account and not let him uh, continue on in the fashion that he's been, been conducting himself today. So, here we are. It's Wednesday, January 6, 2021. If you thought that things were going to get better after 2020 was over, well, hopefully this was... Uh, a wake-up call that 2021 is going to be crazy as hell, too. So let's go back to the beginning of the day. Because we've just experienced something that we've never seen before. The riffraff broke into our halls of government and scared our Congress critters real bad. It's not a protest. It's a mob. And it's an angry mob. But the thing that we'll really be questioning, the thing that we'll really be kicking around for the next few days is did Donald Trump, the President of the United States, incite this violence? Did he, through his rhetoric about the election, incite violence? On top of that, in D.C., on the day that they were going to certify Joe Biden's election, they're counting the electoral votes, Donald Trump decided to hold an event on the streets of D.C., his family was there. Don took Don Jr. took the stage. The fact that you are all here on this rather cold January day tells me all I need to know. And it should be a message to all the Republicans who have not been willing to actually fight. The people who did nothing to stop this deal. This gathering should send a message to them. This isn't their Republican Party anymore. This is Donald Trump's Republican Party. So there's a crowd in D.C. and the whole, fam the whole family came out. Uh, well, not the whole family. I shouldn't say that. But a big part of the family came out. And this is in the context of already... I wouldn't call them protests, but the media did. For about 24 hours before Donald Trump's event today, there was already people on the streets and, of D.C. And how big do we expect this to get? Hey, Chuck, yeah, so the majority of the events, they are expected to take place tomorrow, but you can see here this event, things are already started today. The National Park Service, they have approved three different permits for First Amendment rallies. Some today, this one today, the majority of them tomorrow, and all those permits are approved for about 10,000 participants. But D.C. police say they expect the crowds to be much larger than that. They're expecting these rallies to be bigger than the similar rallies we saw in November and also in December. So this is in the background of all of these people being here. Uh, and uh, Donald Trump has his Save America rally. That's the name of the rally. Trump! Big crowd shows up. And of course, Donald Trump plays his classic song where he walks up on stage. And he spends the entire time talking about how the election was stolen from him. Sir, we'll never let it happen again. I said, that's good. But what about eight weeks ago? You know, they try and get you to go. They say, sir, 
In four years, you're guaranteed. I said, I'm not interested right now. Do me a favor. Go back eight weeks. I want to go back eight weeks. So I'll jump around a little bit. Let's say, let's jump ahead maybe about 45 minutes. Unless you want to say it's a total fraud. So Pennsylvania was defrauded. Over 8,000 ballots in Pennsylvania. Maybe jump ahead another uh, 25, 40 minutes. 11,779 votes. Each and every one of these issues is enough to give us a victory in Georgia. A big, beautiful victory. Make no mistake, this election was stolen from you, from me, and from the country. And not a single swing state has conducted a comprehensive audit to remove the illegal ballots. So, you know, Don wraps up as he does. Achievements will be election security because nobody until I came along had any idea how corrupt our elections were. <laughs> he says his, you know, his sign off. Boldness that they need to take back our country. So let's walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I want to thank you all. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you all for being here. This is incredible. Thank you very much. So let's walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. Let's walk down Pennsylvania Avenue is what he said. And then not long after that, because the camera feeds were watching the count of the votes, we saw Mike Pence just get rushed out in a flash. No, no audio. audio the they, they just cut out. It looks like they, they and sometimes the Senate like they just ushered Mike it. Pence out really quickly. Yes, they did. That's exactly what just happened there. And they ushered Mike Pence out. They moved him fast. There was yeah, I saw the motions, too. And, you know, the vice president has an office right off the Senate floor. Um, all of those offices have lots of windows. They're, that's why they're prime territory. Right. So there are also tunnels under the Capitol where all of us have gone. The railroad tunnel, the tunnel between the buildings. There are many ways to get him out of the Capitol building. Not all of them got out, though, but we'll get to that in just a moment. Pretty soon we started to see the protesters just walk through the Capitol building nonchalantly. And uh, the media reacted to that. Pascal, you know the Senate well. Um, I assume you've, you have a memory of anything near like this. We, no. We just saw protesters uh, walking through Statuary Hall, Claire. I just don't want to interrupt, but we just saw people right, going right through. There they are. And our, uh, the what, what's in Statuary Hall. Now, that is the area by Is that, is that by the Walt which, Whitman camera that's capturing those, I believe? Uh, no. Whitman statue? I'm not sure whether that's the Walt Whitman camera, but that what that is is the area where the senators go, pre process to go into the House for joint sit they're just casually walking in. So this brings you to sort of the context of the moment. And now I'm going to flash back to the live stream as it was happening. I jumped on the live stream. I was spending the day with the kid and jumped on the stream after I could uh, get him taken care of. And you'll never be a problem again. And then we started covering the events as they happened in real time. So what you're going to hear now is me transitioning to me on the live stream uh, about a couple of hours ago, where all of this was fresh and going down. Yasmin, you and Miguel get, get somewhere safe for us. I want to pull Brian Williams back into this. Brian. Wow, look at all that tear gas. And, and I, in turn, want to bring Vaughn Hilliard right. in. Vaughn They're moving quick. This is definitely a live, evolving situation. We appear to be watching in the center of the screen there the, the archway doorway that has a couple of chandeliers visible in the distance. We've seen uh, humans uh, up there kind of breaching the entrance. We can see one. Humans, not people, not citizens. Once uh, glass windows. Vaughn, uh, where are you in relation to Yasmin? And are we correct that these are chemical disperse, disbursements and not any kind of fireworks, which were also used today? Yeah. So as I've gone live, this has been going on for, what, three and a half hours now. I've been monitoring the different networks. The blame is squarely being placed on Trump. This is all Trump's fault, although Trump has tweeted. Pence has tweeted. Kayleigh McEnany has tweeted. Um... And Trump has released a recorded video saying, go home peacefully. But it's clearly all Trump's fault. And uh, we're watching this sort of, this, this narrative evolve in front of us where the media keeps blaming Trump for this and not blaming the institutional failures, not blaming the total lack of faith and trust that the people have in their federal government. And then Joe Biden comes out 
and he holds a speech and he essentially makes it worse because he polarizes the situation by calling on Trump and trying to get out before Trump. He puts Trump now in the position of responding and it doesn't add anything to the situation. I want to play a little bit of Biden's speech. The, the, the president-elect is about to speak. Inconvenience, but I'm sorry for the reason we've delayed. I've delayed coming out to speak to you. I initially was going to talk about the economy. But all of you, all of you have been watching what I've been watching. At this hour, our democracy is under an unprecedented assault. You know, what's funny is that's what the people protesting believe. That's, that's what they think. Unlike anything we've seen in modern times, an assault the citadel of liberty, the capital itself. An assault on the people's representatives and the Capitol Hill police sworn to protect them and the public servants who work at the heart of our republic. An assault on the rule of law like few times we've ever seen it. Nothing, nothing... Nothing that he'd know anything about. An assault on the most sacred of American undertakings, the doing of the people's business. Let me be very clear. All right. The scenes of chaos at the Capitol do not reflect a true America. Do not represent who we are. Yeah, that's, that's Black Lives Matter. What we're seeing. Everybody knows that. Or a small number of extremists dedicated to lawlessness. This is not dissent. It's disorder. It's chaos. It borders on sedition. I mean, you look at the pictures, it's not that chaotic. Yeah, you know what really has them upset? <clears throat> and again, I'm not... I'm always playing the devil's advocate here, I suppose. I guess that's the role I end up playing. But it's the, it's the fact that the riffraff are in the Capitol. I actually heard some reports talking about, you know, you need passes to go in that hall. You need passes. And they didn't even have passes. They just walked right in. And it must end now. I call on this mob to pull back and allow the work of democracy to go forward. You've heard me say before in different contexts. See, they're not, again, they're not talking to the actual problem. The actual problem is that the people that are protesting are under a profound belief that democracy is being stolen. They believe they are saving democracy, and they think you are subverting democracy, and you're talking right past them this entire time. You're not actually speaking to what they're upset about. You're just up there so that way you can check the box saying, well, as I was very presidential because I went up there and I addressed this and I talked like a president should. I call on this mob to pull back and allow the work of democracy to go forward. You've heard me say before in different contexts, the words of a president matter, no matter how good or bad that president is. This slogan of his is going to define Biden's presidency. I don't really, I said something. I did enough. I said something. You know, it's words matter. When when the president says something, it changes things. So, you know, I did enough. And if you think I'm wrong on that, well, then you missed that podcast that was done by The Intercept that I linked in the show notes a few weeks ago that played a bunch of leaked audio from a Biden call where he said just that. Him saying stuff is good enough. The fact that he said what goes on with Charlottesville or what he talks about uh, equal, equaling out, uh, rights and all that, he doesn't actually have to have any anything he produces. He doesn't have to have any actual result. He doesn't have to have any actual action take place, but he spoke to it. And that is actually what Joe defines as the responsibility of the president. And he just laid it out in a call that was captured by The Intercept. And he's kind of summing it up for you right here. You've heard me say before in different contexts, the words of a president matter, no matter how good or bad that president is. So you could be corrupt, but as long as you say the right things, that's what matters. 
doesn't that just perfectly encapsulate the actual political belief system of the horribly corrupt left and right? Like the members of the parties that are just totally corporatist, that have no no moral reason to be in office, they have no principles that guide their vote. You know who I'm talking about, the most of them, the lot of them. This is how they see the world. You can be good or bad, but as long as you say the right shit that the public needs to be happy so that we that way we have our happy little democracy, it's all good. Job done. You've heard me say before in different contexts, the words of a president matter, no matter how good or bad that president is. At their best, the words of a president can inspire At their worst, they can incite. Therefore, I call on President Trump to go on national television now to fulfill his oath and defend the Constitution and demand an end to this siege. So does this this help the situation, knowing the type of competitive person that Trump is. And by the way, when this when Joe Biden was saying these words, Donald Trump was pre-recording a message that uh, was sent directly to Bill Hymer at Fox. I'm not shitting you. So who, somebody at the Trump team, somebody at the Trump White House emailed it directly to Bill to his computer at the desk and Bill Himmer or whatever his name is on Fox News held his microphone down to his computer speakers and played the message from Trump just so they could try to get on air as fast as possible. And they were obviously trying to hook up a USB audio device because the Windows 10 connected and then disconnected and connected and disconnected sound kept going off to the point where after they got done playing the clip, Bill had to apologize to the audience that the Windows 10 noises had happened so much. But so that's how tight, that's how tight some of the people in the administration are with the press. They just emailed it directly to him and he played it on his laptop. They didn't have a camera shot of it. It was just the audio uh, with, with an overlay of the protests. And so Trump was already in the process of recording a message. But if he wasn't, this probably just would have fucked the chances up because Trump's not going to do it once Joe tells him to. So Joe is helping no one. Joe is actually making the situation worse by getting another chef in the kitchen and now calling upon Trump to do stuff, which who is a competitive guy who is really sore about this election is very uninclined to actually want to follow through once Joe tells him to do it. So Joe is doing active harm. And just like he just fucking said, the words of a president matter. So maybe this president-elect should shut the fuck up for a little bit and let the current president handle it, who was already in the process of recording a message when old Joe here got up on stage and just added more issues. Constitution ...and demand an end to this siege, to storm the Capitol, to smash windows, to occupy offices, the floor of the United States Senate rummaging through desks, on the Capitol, on the House of Representatives, threatening the safety of duly elected officials. It's not protest. It's insurrection. Right. It's protest when they're destroying small businesses and they're burning down Portland. But when they're hanging out on the steps and chilling, I mean, really, I mean, I'm not saying they should be doing this. This is clearly not going to work. And if they don't get out of there, in fact, I want to go back to live feed soon. They're going to get their asses killed. No doubt about it. This is the capital. I mean, this isn't Portland. But at the same time, this was besieging our country for months leading up to the election. And he could barely say a word about it. The world's watching. Worldwide. Like so many other Americans. (sighs) I am genuinely shocked and saddened that our nation, so long the beacon of light and hope for democracy, has come to such a dark moment. Through war and strife, America's endured much. And we will endure here and we will prevail again and will prevail now. The work of the moment and the work of the next four years must be the restoration of democracy, of decency, better. honor, respect, the rule of law. 
just plain, simple decency. The renewal of the politics. It's about solving problems, looking out for one another. Channel and Barry there. the flames of hate and chaos. As I said, America's about honor, decency, respect, tolerance. That's who we are. Hell yeah. That's who we've always been. Oh yeah. The certification electric college, the electoral college vote. Of what? Of what? I'm sorry. What was that? The certification electric college, the electoral college vote. You know, it's funny about that particular flub happens to the best of us. Um, that just seems like a word he would be intimately familiar with at this particular juncture in his presidency. It seems like that's a word he probably hears about on a minimum three times an hour to maybe as many times as a dozen times an hour or in every conversation he has literally at any point right now. And yet, kind of has a tough time with that one, doesn't he? It's supposed to be a sacred ritual to affirm the purpose is to affirm the majesty of American democracy. Man, he is having a hard time getting through a four-minute speech in the middle of the day. And he's not even taking care of stuff in the office yet. Right? He's not doing a lot at this point in time. It's not like Joe Biden's had a hard work day. <laughs> and he's having a rough time right now. The purpose is to affirm the majesty of American democracy. But today's a reminder, a painful one, that democracy is fragile, and to preserve it requires people of goodwill, leaders of the courage to stand up, who are devoted not to the pursuit of power, but the, or the personal interest pursuits of their own selfish interest oh, at any cost. He got it just barely. For the common good. Think what our children watching television is thinking. What are they sinking? What are they sinking? Yeah, I wonder how many people there are at the Capitol building right now. It seems a little hard to tell. Uh, I don't really want to continue on with Biden. He mumbles like that uh, for another four minutes, and I don't really feel like just making fun of him the entire time. Instead, let's switch over to uh, Trump's uh, recorded video. That last and let's get a little bit of that. Uh, they did manage to turn it around and actually get the video version. This point, Martha, thank you so much. Take two now. Here is the president with his message to the protesters on Capitol Hill. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. I don't think this is scripted. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. Is this really the time? Maybe make this thing just a quick 10 seconds, you know, uh, maybe not go on about how they stole the election. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. And that is clearly not going to be enough to satisfy. Um, so every time Trump does something like this, <clears throat> so at first it was about three and a half hours ago, why hasn't Trump said anything? Trump needs to say something. So he should at least tweet. He has to at least tweet. They follow him on Twitter. He could say something to his followers in just a second. Why won't he just tweet? So then Trump tweets. Then after Trump tweets, it's, why hasn't he said something on camera? That's not enough. He needs to talk about this more directly. He needs to get on camera and face the nation. He needs to actually say something. He hasn't said anything. He hasn't said a single thing about this. He has to get on camera and say something. So now he gets on camera and he's going to say something. And, and really, it's just all he needed was this last bit. We love you. Well, not that bit. That really is going <laughs> to, we love you. <laughs> He really fucks himself every single time, doesn't he? He really does. Like, he can't, he's, he just can't help himself. And this is really what it's all about. 
he, in a sense, could be responsible for these protests because of because of this. By by continually feeding this, people truly are grasping onto this. And and honestly, what do you think is going to happen? They're just so naive. And he says he just blurts this kind of stuff out. We love you. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. <laughs> like. He clearly sees them as the most important base, way beyond anything else. He, he's obviously gotten to a point where he has written off what the media say, what the chattering class say, what the opinion makers say. He's written them all off. He gives zero fucks at this point, and the only people that matter are the people that are like his true base. And so I, I think this is why he says these things. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. Now, here's the thing is, why didn't his media team just release this last piece? I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. That's it. Why didn't his media team just cut to that and release that? And why didn't he just shut the hell up and say just that? I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. Picture a fucking moment with he just, oh, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating because it's going to get so much traction that he said, I love you and you're special. And that he, pla- that he, and I already heard it on CNN. You know, he, he did this too. He said, there's fine people on both sides before. And they, they just play, it plays right into that narrative that Trump never renounces white nationalism, that Trump, that Trump doesn't renounce David Duke. Like it plays right into that stuff. Even though, even though you can find 26 times where he's renounced it, none of it matters because he can get fresh, hot, juicy audio right there of him being a dumb fuck and this is the problem he has been so ineffectual in every single thing he does he was ineffectual in all of the court cases most of them were dismissed because they just had egregious air filing errors that really had nothing to do with the technicals of the case but his his entire team is incompetent he has his family in there who are incompetent they've never done this before he's got rudy giuliani who's a clown going around defending his case and he himself who is his biggest spokesperson says this kind of stuff it is literal 100% incompetence on the team and this is why they lost an election and this is why they've mismanaged this crowd to the point where they're farting in Nancy Pelosi's chair and raiding the candy drawer go home and go home in peace the message from the president second time we've heard it had the audio the first time now the video to match and that is the message from the white house we'll see how things transpire now 4:30 in the afternoon in washington uh sun goes down in half an hour and then the night in dc has been downright rough for the past actually, six months plus let's look at that for a second here i mean there's dogs on leashes there's people on bikes is are are we are we doing that thing we do where like a dozen people were really obnoxious and shitheads and so we are just painting every single person that went to this event with the same paintbrush now to brett don and katie as our coverage continues to brett bear now with more news on what we're hearing about the national guard and other moves that may happen later this evening now i mean look at this these are just like these three guys that are walking here are hipsters Bill, there's a lot of concern about... Look at that. This is just, it's hipsters walking around carrying flags, and, and they're just standing... That seems very... That's very peaceful. That seems very peaceful to me. I wanted to... Let's go back live, though, uh, because uh, there is apparently like a police lineup happening in D.C. As well as, by the way, the objections, which we may still hear uh, from members when this process resumes, have to be submitted in writing. Those pieces of paper nah. are actually... <clears throat> nah, they don't, that audio is horrible, huh? Boy, when breaking news happens, all the production stuff just goes out the window. You have to wonder what this means, too, for the uh, Electoral College vote. Like, are they going to resume counting? And is this just going to happen again? But this time, will they have an insane amount of defense? So what happens next, I wonder? We'll check in on CNN and see what they have for us. Have moved in here. Whoa, that's a lot of cops. The they Holy have been shouting, crap. Move back. 
at this crowd of hundreds, if not more, Trump supporters on the western Whoa, side it's a of lot the of Capitol cops. building. This, Wolf, is where in exactly 14 days' time, President-elect Biden will be inaugurated. In the background, you can see the Washington Monument. The police have now decided, after several hours of these this huge mass gathering on the western side of the Capitol... This guy sounds like he's having a tough time breathing with that mask. ...to flush them out. Uh, we have heard reports of tear gas. I have not seen that uh, in the last few moments, but there's no question that the Metropolitan Police Department, as well as the other law enforcement agencies, will not hesitate. Here we are. We're being asked to move back. Yes, officer, we will. Uh, you can see this officer, for example, fully equipped with riot control gear. And as wow, saying, Wolf, check that guy we do not out. Get the impression that they will hesitate to use those riot control measures. So anybody listening on the audio feed, he's just covered in different types of punishment. To get these masses of rioters away from the Capitol, which they attacked and have been, uh, which they got into uh, over the course of the afternoon, Wolf. So it really kind of seems like now that things are getting serious as it becomes evening in New York. We have. Uh, the FBI has been brought in now as well. There is a ton of police on the scene. The National Guard has been put on standby. Like, we're now at a point where they're taking this really serious. So earlier today, the, I mean, the thing that really broke was about a couple of hours ago when protesters entered the Capitol building. This isn't going to work great on audio, but I'll try to tell you what you're, see, what you're hearing. And if you're watching the video feed. Because of the pandemic, this has been completely shut down. Not to mention that this breach means that there are every single one of these protesters has not been screened. I mean, this is a <laughs> this is an unprecedented security breach, super spreader event. Capital, at least in my experience, where you have so many people here who who have not been screened by Capitol Police. It's every the filth. Time you go into the Capitol, you go through a magnetometer, your bags are checked, and, and police do a sweep of, of what you bring into the Capitol. The riffraff are getting into the Capitol. So what we're seeing here, it's a security camera feed shot, one of the standard shots of the Capitol, and protesters are literally sauntering in. Some of them are walking around taking selfies. They're actually overall being fairly respectful. They're just walking in almost like it's open to the public, like the people own it. Yeah, it is uh, incredibly disturbing. We're seeing, uh, <laughs> we're watching right now as a, a number of, uh, of apparent protesters now seem to be uh, peacefully or voluntarily or be somehow being led out of, of the Capitol right now. They seem to be heading toward... So, well, maybe no, not. So I mean, is, that the, is that the exit? I, if you're that, looking at the picture... Camera, yeah. That camera, the shot that we have, that you see right now, is of them walking towards the House chamber. That's not the exit. Oh, that is the house. And cops are just, like, casually walking by. the House chamber right now, and that camera. So those, those, they're not going anywhere. They're, they're, they're going directly to where the debate is but, going. But in the, the riffraff... Yeah, uh, Casey Hunt, uh, where, uh, give us your sense of what we're seeing here and what's happening inside. So, Lester, our NBC News producer, Haley Talbot, is actually inside the House chamber right now. She's serving as a, as a producer uh, for uh, many of us uh, because, of course, we have been taking these coronavirus uh, precautions. Uh, she is, uh, has been letting us know uh, from inside the chamber what's going on. They have been yelling to members of the House uh, to stay seated, warning them that they may need to get underneath their seats. Uh, they have been saying that people may uh, need to relocate to the cloakroom. Now, the cloakrooms are uh, rooms for individual. Uh, each party has one. It's a, it's a private gathering place for members of Congress. That's They're, they're both off the House floor. But uh, as you were just talking about with Frank, you, you see those, uh, those protesters packed in there. The cloakrooms are actually in between the best part about this has been the people on Twitter that are post they're posting in different chairs and, and different spots. Uh, that's just uh, there's something about just the average folk getting in there. Uh, I don't know something about it. I I kind of like seeing. There is also the downside that of course people that are messing around with this they're just an inch away from having you know having a cop shoot them. One other thing, Lester, uh, we've been told now by two separate law enforcement organizations. You saw a picture earlier of a person being wheeled out of the Capitol, um, or at least being wheeled outside the Capitol on a gurney w with uh, apparent injuries. And uh, we're told now by two separate law enforcement agencies that one person was shot inside the U.S. Capitol uh, a short time ago 
by a member of law enforcement. Now, we don't know what law enforcement person this was, whether it was someone from the Capitol Police, from Metro Police. I mean, there are a number of different police agencies that are responsible for security in that area. And when there is something like this, there's a, you know, uh, uh, an all hands on deck kind of response from a number of different police agencies uh, that can respond to help police and federal agencies. So we don't know which in which organization was involved, but we're t and we don't know what the condition was of the, uh, is of, of the person who was shot. He farted in Nancy Pelosi's seat. So that's the situation now. And I don't really know um, what happens next. Obviously, I think you're going to have. Um, just a small crowd that'll remain peacefully there. And as long as I, I would think they don't escalate any further, there's, I, I would hope, nothing going to happen to them as long as they don't try to break and enter again. I heard one rioter yell at the police, uh, you didn't take it back, we gave it back. So they have some swagger here tonight. Uh, most of them have left the plaza at this point, but I think a big question now uh, is what's security going to be like overnight and into tomorrow morning? Uh, I just heard Alex reporting that they're moving people off the west side, and we're expecting uh, more police to come in uh, shortly on the east side here as some stragglers remain. But, uh, you know, the question is, are they going to clear everyone out of this plaza as they did in the morning? Because, again, I can't emphasize enough how quickly this all unraveled. Uh, you know, in the place where I'm standing right now, this was completely clear of people. The protesters were behind a barricade of, you know, oh, just kind of behind us over here. And it just unraveled in, in an instant, both here on the east side and on the west side of the Capitol. Eddie, let's move over this way a little bit. And um, so you know, we, we do tell you that, you know, we did see some flashbangs and some uh, smoke grenades going. We do know what actually comes next now that they think about it. Uh, in fact, let me pull up a clip for you here because there is one. Um, in fact, I, I'm, you know, there's just a lot going on. So I guess that's why I didn't think of it. But it's kind of obvious what happens next is, uh, and I don't know what, Really, the intention here is, but D.C.'s mayor has set a curfew, which uh, takes effect in less than a half hour uh, right now. Good afternoon. <clears throat> I'm Muriel Bowser. I'm the mayor of Washington, D.C. I am here at the headquarters of D.C.'s Metropolitan Police Department, uh, where we are operating our emergency command center. I'm joined by the district's chief of police, Robert Conti. I'm joined by members of my public safety team. I'm also joined by the secretary of the Army, Mr. McCartney. Uh, this afternoon, I announced a citywide curfew for the District of Columbia beginning at 6 p.m. this evening, going until 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. During the curfew, no one is allowed to be outside in public places oh boy. other than essential workers, which includes credentialed media engaging in essential functions. As you can see from uh, video images, the unlawful behavior inside the United States Capitol building. I continue to urge all Washingtonians to stay home and stay calm. And if you see something, say something. <laughs> but above all, stay home. The behavior that we are witnessing is shameful, unpatriotic, oh. and above all, it is unlawful. Okay, at what point do protests become unpatriotic? I'm asking legitimately that uh, because I'm pretty confused. So they're, they are unpatriotic when their political protests taking place on political grounds. But they are patriotic when they are damaging property, destroying small businesses, crushing family businesses, burning statues, toppling statues, getting people killed, getting people run over, getting people shot, hiding dead boys in taco shops. That's, that's democracy. But protests, which, by the way, I mean, I just got to say, they don't look all that rowdy. I'm, I still have a live feed up right here, and I'm still looking at it. And uh, there's, om there's more cops than protesters at this point. <laughs> so let's be real about what we're talking about. Uh, I'm just not, I'm not buying it. It, it, it is not democratic. Give me, I mean, I'm not saying people should be, people should be getting harmed. I'm not advocating for destruction of property, but I do advocate for people to be able to express their first amendment rights. Uh, it looks like Kellyanne, Kellyanne Conway tried to do damage control for Trump's uh, video where he told them that they, he loves them and that they're special. <laughs> so let's see how that went. 
Let's see how that goes. And, uh, Kellyanne Conway, who of course has been counsel to the president uh, for the last several years. We don't have the video yet, Kellyanne. We're hoping to have it ready to air in just a minute. Uh, what is the president saying? Is he prepared to condemn this action? Sure, I've watched the video, George. Uh, thanks for having me on. The president tells them to go home and go in peace. He tells them he understands that they think that the election has been stolen, uh, but this, there shouldn't be violence to go home and to go in peace. Uh, and basically, he's telling the Capitol, telling people at the Capitol, what frankly was my message to him over an hour ago, which is tell them to get out and go home. And uh, this is not, these are not peaceful protests. And I want to tell everyone, particularly people who support President Trump, if you condemn looting and rioting, the summer, and many of us did, you need to condemn it now. What I see, the images coming out of the out of the Capitol, people think it's appropriate and legal and funny. It's not, folks. It's none of the above to go looting through Speaker Pelosi's office, to go screaming through the, the bowels of, of our, our sacred Capitol buildings. And I'm telling you, these are extremists, and in many cases, they look like anarchists rather than people who are peacefully protesting. Kelly, and I think they give a bad look weren't these people uh, to the president's about legacy and also the 74 million people who voted for him. That's Perhaps, but weren't they, incited the by the, weren't they incited by the president himself? He was speaking to that group just hours ago, around 11 o'clock this morning. He was calling on Twitter for people to come out to these protests in Washington, D.C., saying they're going to be wild. There shouldn't be pro there shouldn't be violence of any kind. Destruction is not part of democracy uh, in its purest form. There are many ways to dissent. There are many ways to disagree. There are many ways um, to to be upset that maybe your candidate didn't prevail. Uh, look, I was in Georgia on Sunday and Monday. I talked about the two Senate candidates, but you had a lot of people there talking about the presidential election still. And uh, and I've been in touch with the mayor's office, Mayor Bowser. I'm, I'm glad that the the president um, has has authorized the National Guard to. I think that's very helpful. I, I know that she's got a curfew going on. That will be helpful. Um, but this is a moment for all of us to come together. And, George, I have to tell you, um, I hope these calls for unities are re unity are real. And I'm, I'm, I've thrown my hat into that ring as well. This, this, as I said, I said about four years ago, that we are a country where the peaceful transition of power is incredibly important. And, and it's owed to each and every one of us as Americans. And I absolutely expect and hope that that will take place. Um, I also just like to say... Boy, she just runs the clock if they let her. That is one of her... She is... And, and George is just letting her right now because I guess he needs to kill airtime. I'm not sure why he would let her just run the clock like that, but he did, obviously. Um, I want to jump over to... We haven't played much CBS News, and they apparently have some footage of the Congress critters running for their lives as uh, the riffraff enter their area. So I'm going to pull that up here and see. This is video. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> okay. Brace yourself. This should be something. From inside the house yes. earlier. Uh, you can see over in the corner. This is oh, here they shot are. from is actually the side of the House chamber where the wow. First Lady normally sits. Yes, correct. During a stadium. There you can see members of Congress. That's Pramila Jayapal. Pramila Jayapal from Washington, correct. Yep. Remember, yep. Speak, there you go. And you can, Here's this, the gunshots. Let's listen. One of them, see the gal there in the red? I think she's praying right now. Like she's doing a very loud prayer, I think. Yeah, Father God, yeah, she is. She is praying. They're hiding with, uh, they're hiding like cowards and praying to their uh, God. This is what your Congress critters do when the riffraff, who are just sauntering in, by the way. The cops there trying to get them. She is just adding more chaos with her shouting. And that woman there is a member of Congress. I couldn't make out who exactly. <laughs> I don't remember either. Neither one, <laughs> nor I can remember which member of Congress that is that's screaming at the Lord right now. She appears to be making a, a video or a statement because she's giving some of a speech. She's getting louder. And the Washington Congress critter, she just looks like she's scared as hell. She's praying. She is praying. Oh, and that's where it ends. 
And there were a lot of prayers said today. Um, they broke the glass. America for the state of our. Wow, they look so scared. Everybody, stay down, stay down, shouts a member of Congress inside the hallowed halls of our United States Congress. And that's not a shower cap. That's the kind of that's mask the, that's the that, they are, mask that, that are under the uh, seats. Protective. Look at this. Look at that. Yes. In the event of some kind of chemical agent being released in the chamber. Oh, my God. What does this tell you about what they think about us? I mean, I'm not saying it's it's not us that would be in there, but I mean the people. What does this tell you what they think about the people? They know how bad they're fucking us. That's why they're so scared. And they know how vulnerable they are. That's why they have shitty little bags under their seats. Because they're scared of us. Because they know how bad they're fucking the country. And they're just barely getting a taste. And you can tell they've almost been expecting it. They've almost expected this was going to happen. And now, a bunch of Trump-loving lunatics come sauntering in and fart in their seats, and they have a panic attack. Uh, Protective, yes. In the event of some kind of chemical agent being released in the chamber. So remember, we reported earlier that members had been instructed to use the gas masks under their seats and have them ready or to shelter under their chairs. And this is the video showing that, in fact, many did do that. There's a gunshot. We know the chamber wasn't, the House chamber wasn't breached by protesters, but the Senate chamber was. I'm sure it was very scary. I'm sure it was. Um... I think they're scared because they know they know how bad the people have been getting it and they know what they have coming to them eventually. So you have about 10 minutes until the curfew goes in effect. You have to figure they're going to expect the streets to start clearing out. I'm going to check in on NBC because it's been a bit and they're reporting live down there right now. Folks, and, and they felt like it was an infringement upon their personal liberty. That's what a lot of the people have been saying to me out here. The answer to the first question is they feel like the election has been stolen when we well know that. Hey, that look at her true. speaking to the problem. Secondly, they wanted oh. the vice president to step up, as they've said. They she said just the dismissed it like that. The vice president needs to turn this election. They, the vice president needs to change the results of this election. And I mentioned to them that, that ahead of the joint session, the vice president put out a letter essentially saying that he doesn't have the authority per the Constitution to overturn the results of this election. And they said, well, that's not true. We believe he actually has that authority. Later on, as we talked about the folks breaching the halls of the Capitol. I said, is this what you wanted to see happen? When you got inside, what did you actually want to do? Want to do? I talked to a man who was able to breach the halls of the Capitol, who actually got inside and then was pushed back uh, by the Capitol Police um, w- with tear gas. And he said to me, I just want things right. to change. I just wanted to get in there because I want things to change. I feel like this, this election w- was not fair. And then he went on to say this, Chuck. He said... This is all we can do because we feel like the election was stolen. I said, but someone's been hurt. Someone's been shot. Do you still feel like it's warranted? Yeah. And he said, yes. And I heard that from a lot of folks, which is, which is quite frankly, very troubling, uh, um, to say the least. And then he went on to well, say this, Chuck. It is. And he he said, been, next time it might be worse. And, and that's been, tough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to switch to CNN here because uh, on the audio feed over on CNN, you can hear the cops shouting at the crowd that they have 10 minutes to clear or they're going to arrest everyone. And you'll also notice on CNN's lower third, they have now gone from protesters to mob, as was spotted in the Discord. So this is now a mob. This is going to be a white supremacist mob that was inspired by Donald Trump. Clearly, the idea here being to really try to refrain, try to frame them as the ultimate boogeyman responsible for all of these horrible events that have happened in terms of protesting over 2020. And maybe, hopefully, if they have any success in their minds, uh, burying Donald Trump's chances to ever be reelected, because if we reelect this man, we'll just bring these things back. And so maybe they could start proactively sinking his chances for reelection. Last that, that two weeks with, with him as president of the United States. This is somebody who has not only uh, turned a blind eye to a deadly pandemic uh, that has killed hundreds of thousands of Americans. Yesterday was the deadliest day in the U.S. for the... Jake's making the case to remove him from office early. 
But we have a president now inciting uh, violence uh, and uh, praising those who commit acts of violence. And I think um, it has to be asked, uh, does the vice president, does the, ca- does the cabinet need to step in, invoke the 25th Amendment and remove him from office before he wreaks even more uh, damage? Uh, Abby, you and I were talking, uh, Jay Timmons, uh, former Republican operative, now the head of the National Association of Manufacturing, put out a statement today saying that Pence should think about invoking the 25th Amendment. I mean, we've already heard that the uh, acting Secretary of Defense spoke not with President Trump, but with Vice President Pence about deploying the National Guard to the streets of D.C. to protect the Capitol. Why would that be the case? We have a sitting United States president who is um, supposed to be on the job. And apparently is not. And I think that this is a real concern. It should be. Remember how Cheney was the one in Washington during 9-11? So uh, here we have CNN advocating for the removal of Trump with only two weeks left. They want this. They hate this guy so much that even though the writing's on the wall and he's only got two weeks left, they still want him out. Watching what is going on in the Capitol is really unbelievable. I have seen all kinds of things happen in at this Capitol building, at this Capitol compound. I've never seen what seems to be such a lack of com- control over the situation. Um, it seems almost that, uh, even in your conversation, Jake, with Mayor Bowser, that she's very carefully threading this line between what she can control, which are the forces under her command, and what the federal government is responsible for. But she wouldn't for. criticize. And she them. would not criticize. No. Yeah. She would not criticize the federal government. But it, she's in such a tenuous position. It's, Who is going? This is to remarkable. This is remarkable. During during the Antifa protests leading up to the election, it was the mayor's bending over backwards to let them protest and it was day after day telling the police force to deprioritize the protesters don't engage don't engage where the hell did you think that was going to lead to you dumb short-sighted idiots where did you think that was going to lead to the D.C. suburbs in Virginia, Alexandria, and Arlington, also 6 p.m. So we're talking, um, you know, about eight minutes from now, there's supposed to be a curfew in place there as well. Another thing that uh, we've got some reporting on, of course, all of this is happening, and what is on hold is the very big, very important constitutional duty that the United States Congress has that they were in the middle of of, um, doing when all of this happened, which is uh, to certify the Electoral College and to make it even more official that Joe Biden will be president and will be inaugurated uh, on January 20th. Behind the scenes, because these senators and House members uh, are um, in undisclosed locations, a lot of them are together. And there are conversations going on. And uh, I am told, and Manu Raju uh, was told similar, that particularly in the Senate, because as we talked about earlier, you need a, uh, if a House member is going to raise an objection, they need a companion to Senate or to uh, stop the proceedings and have an hour, two hours of debate. That Democrats and now, some Republicans are trying to convince the, the Republicans. Now it's going to be dangerous to do that. Now it'll be dangerous to uh, contest, won't it? Oh, you can't do that. Not right now. This is too contentious. Everything's on the line. I understand normally you would do this, but it's just too important right now. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I, I mean, we have uh, we have just under 10 minutes until the... Uh, until the, uh, I'm watching, I'm sorry, I'm, I got distracted by watching the stream. They just switched camera sources until the curfew kicks in. So I want to jump around a little bit because uh, we haven't gotten enough coverage on this. Uh, let's jump in over at NBC. So I'm going through, if you're not familiar with this interface, it's YouTube TV. And it's one of the ways I kind of can preemptively watch all the different networks at once, which is kind of great. And I want to pull up NBC for a bit. She's got the mask on. Of course she does. I do think that we should expect that's a termination not to falter. I think the plans are still uh, in the works, and uh, I think that everyone uh, seems to be in agreement on in both houses uh, and on both sides of the aisle that it's very clear that a message be sent 
to, um, it's, very, it's very clear to them that it's important that a message be sent to Americans that the government will continue to function even in the face of this. So stay tuned uh, for more developments on that front, Savannah. All right, Casey, thank you so much. Let's turn to Kristen Welker, our White House correspondent. Kristen, we saw the president's taped message uh, a few moments ago. What are you hearing at the White House? Well, Savannah, a number of White House officials, a number of former White House officials and allies to President Trump are pressuring him to frankly go further than he did in that taped statement yep. that was yep. released Never a short enough. time ago. Never enough. He reiterated those false claims of voter fraud, but did call for peace, urged his supporters not to resort to violence. But I can tell you Didn't that go far there enough. is a push right now to get the president to come out and speak and to say something forceful, <laughs> to make a strong statement, to essentially say, stand down. And it comes as we are hearing from some of his former officials on Twitter, Alyssa Farah, one of them. Who this is what they do in part to kill time in part to make this Trump's fault. So now she's going to quote some dumb fucks on Twitter that don't matter. And that's going to fr- that's going to give her the context to say that Trump should now come out. Did I not just say this would happen? The election was not stolen. We lost. Strong statements also from Mick Mulvaney, the former chief of staff here, as well as Kellyanne Conway, one of the former top advisors to President Trump, who are essentially urging the president to come out and to make a strong statement and urging the people who stormed the Capitol to stand down. So uh, that is the scene here. I was just speaking to a number of top officials. I can tell you they are watching these developments unfold. President Trump himself watching these developments unfold, Savannah, and it's not clear that he has any plans or any intentions to come out and speak this evening. But I can tell you that there is a somber mood here at the White House. So they know. Frankly, a number of officials Did you hear what she just said there? Hold on, I'm going to mute her. <clears> she just said they, they know. This unfold, of course, coming. Just they know he's not going to come out tonight. So she knows when she's up there saying that he should come out and make a statement on camera and make a more forceful statement on camera. She already knew at that point when those words were coming out of her mouth that Trump wasn't going to come on camera tonight, that they already had that clarification. And it appears there's protests underway in other cities, too, that we're not talking about much. There are now protests underway at this moment in Wisconsin, Colorado, New Mexico, Minnesota, and in Las Vegas. The counting has stopped in Georgia out of an abundance of caution, but the U.S. Senate will continue to do its work. They vow not to leave. This wow. is. Get the mask this out. looks like huh? the, the degradation, at least in this moment, in this flash, in this second of time, like the democracy is teetering, doesn't it? We believe most of them are coming. It doesn't really seem like democracy teetering to me. I mean, the government's safe. The leaders are all healthy and alive and secure. They're not going anywhere. So, no, um, I don't really think so. I don't really think so. It seems, though, that the rioters are beginning to clear out. Senators there uh, were, of course, evacuated to safer grounds at the Capitol, but that it wasn't safe for them to leave. And I would just underscore a point that Casey has made, which is that there is a determination to try to see these proceedings through to the end once it is safe uh, to go back and try to do the business of the government to count the electoral college votes to declare the winner of the presidential election. And so it is our understanding that that is where he continues to huddle. But it's quite remarkable what we witnessed from the vice president today, Savannah. Once these proceedings got underway, we saw the vice president, one of the president's staunchest allies, break with him really for the first time publicly. And to say that he does not believe that the Constitution gives him the authority to in any way try to block the vote count. Uh, And so breaking with the president in that very public way and making it clear, making it clear to the president, making it clear to the American people that that's how he viewed his role and that is how he proceed, uh, plans plan to proceed and will proceed once these proceedings get underway. And so a really stark, dramatic development there. And it's also worth noting that the Senate's top Republican, Mitch McConnell, also broke with President Trump today and said flatly that there just was not the type of mass 
massive widespread fraud that the president is trying to suggest that there was uh, and that essentially the country's democracy will head toward a death spiral if elections are litigated and relitigated in this type of manner savannah all right Kristen, stand by thank you so much stand I want to by. Pete williams uh, pete we are starting to see some uh, more aggressive action on the part of law enforcement to kind of disperse so the we've crowd. got 320 i think for the national guard the secret service the fbi and the local police are all on the scene probably and others that we don't know about sure well let me come back to that if i may and answer the question about the vice president first uh, the initial thought was, when this haul happened, let's get the vice president out of here. The Secret Service, as I understand it, concluded that there really was no safe way to get him out of the building and, and away, so he remained there. Now he's staying there because the Senate wants to continue. At least the senators in the House want to keep going tonight. And he has to preside. He is required by the Constitution to preside. So. Uh, I think the reason he's still there is that at first they didn't know what they were going to do but couldn't get him out of there. Now they want to continue with the count, so he has to stay there to preside over it. So that's the answer to that question. Now, So it'll remain an interesting evening. Asked us, Savannah, and I'm sure many of our viewers have wondered the same thing, why aren't the police making arrests? These people went into the Capitol, they violated a number of different federal laws, they, dis they damaged property, they trespassed, they disrupted, they did all kinds of things. Why aren't we seeing more Riff arrests? Rats. Now, we, we don't have a definitive answer to the question of whether there was a strategy or a decision made by the Capitol Police or Metro Police who were initially on the scene simply not to do that because they felt they were outmanned. I suspect that's it, that they, they just felt that their main goal was to try to preserve whatever the safety of the members first uh but i think that the, the the feeling those that are I some pictures i mean it's clear that the cops have been getting mixed messages about what to do about protesters for months and this is the this is what you get as a result they don't know what they're supposed to do oh now okay so the republican protesters so i am supposed to kill them right a lot of those people that were there are eventually going to be charged and may not realize this oh yeah they're going to get tracked there's pictures like that, the, the one we're looking at right now. Very there brave heart. video cameras inside the building. So this They're is the guy in Nancy Pelosi's office, and I guess she still had her email up on the screen. These pictures that law enforcement will be going over now and trying to identify these people and run them down and uh, arrest them and charge them with a number of different offenses. So I think it's it's it looks odd to think that these people are simply being escorted off the grounds and i've had law enforcement people say i can't believe what i'm seeing that they're not being arrested but they what we're told is they you know charges ultimately will be filed on a lot of these people now clearly it would be a lot better if they could just arrest them on the spot yeah i keep I hearing the uh, i keep hearing the outlook sound in the background as well so it seems that the uh, curfew has gone into effect so let's jump around and see if we see any coverage of that i think it's all kind of wrapped up for the day which this, guys, is the best-case scenario for this thing to just kind of wrap up this way. Uh, they made a point. The media will vilify this for the rest of Biden's presidency. This is such a great boogeyman right here. You know, it, it allows the uh, media to take their focus off of Joe Biden, and they can put their focus on Donald Trump and the kind of damage he can cause our country. And it's, it's brilliant for them because you, you know that they've been struggling with how they were going to handle covering Biden when they're so in the bag for him. You know they've been struggling with that. They, they need to talk about something else. And so now this gives them an opportunity to really make Trump a bad guy, to really make the effect he has on this country bad, to really kind of just play this out and let the Biden administration be mediocre and get away with things the progressives would be sick about for the entire run until Cam takes over. Go home. We love you. You're very special. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. Today's extraordinary events come as Democrats take both Georgia Senate seats, giving them a 50-50 split in the Senate and with Vice President-elect Kamala Harris set to be the tie-breaking vote, achieving effective control of the majority as of January 20th, controlling the House, the Senate, and the White House. Wow. Correspondent Rich Edson has been in the thick of the action all afternoon and this evening. He joins us now live up on Capitol Hill. Rich, what's the latest? Good evening. 
Yeah, good evening, Brett. And over the last 20 minutes or so, the police departments, Metropolitan Police Department here in Washington, D.C., and the Capitol Hill Police Department have cleared the bulk of the mob and demonstrators who have been here. So there's really not all that much going on on the actual Capitol grounds. Here, we'll take you over this way. This is the perimeter where everybody has largely been pushed to. But earlier today, you had thousands of protesters to this point and beyond who came to the Capitol building, as you reported, many who breached the Capitol building. And now we've got a police line right in here. And this is the remainder of it. And But within the last 15 to 20 minutes, there were hundreds, if not a few thousand people remaining on the lawn of the Capitol. And those police officers swept down and moved very quickly to finally move people off. There was tear gas, there was flashbangs. Much of what we had seen throughout the day trying to push folks back from the Capitol. But finally, this is the point in the evening where that has all dispersed. We know that thousands of people who had slowly been leaving after a while, they finally uh, began to disperse and fully leave this area. And we're seeing that a lot of them have dispersed throughout the city. So obviously I'm going to watch what happens here and uh, I'll follow up officially in the show. Anything major that happens. And then the long-term narrative that spins out of this, of course, will be tracked in the show.